to Oshio our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about Usagi Sukino, the hero of Sailor Moon in the Black Moon arc and Sailor Moon R. And, um, <laughs> yeah, she's the main character. Pretty important. She has, she has a really rough time this season. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard for her in both the manga and the anime, but in the anime, it's so much worse. Yeah. Uh, well... We'll get we'll get into the anime. We'll cover okay. the manga first, and then we'll jump into the anime because it's just going to be us being. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. That that's been this entire season of the anime for us. After the yeah, it's after been... the Doom Tree, it was all downhill. Yeah, it's been it's been really rough watching these episodes. Yeah. Much rougher than I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, anyway, let's do a quick refresh of Isagi's background. Uh, she's a 14-year-old middle school student. She Her birthday is June 30th. She's a cancer. She's typo negative. She has two still-married parents and a younger brother, um, all of whom are named after actual members of Naoko Takeuchi's family. And in her past life, she was Princess Serenity of the Moon Kingdom. And in the first arc of Sailor Moon, it was basically wrapping up the bad stuff that happened in her past life, uh, defeating the Dark Kingdom, killing Queen Metallia, and reuniting with her one true love, Prince Endymion, a.k.a. Mamoru Chiba, and uh, meeting her friends, the uh, her century. And if this was the only season you had to go off of, uh, you would have felt like that was a, a complete mistake to get back together with him. <laughs> yeah! Wow. It's, it's so wildly different between the manga yeah. and the anime with how they treat oh, Mamoru. Yeah. Um, in the manga, I feel like Usagi had normal reactions, mm-hmm. you know, to anybody who's under stress, let alone the kind of stress that she was under because her friends kept getting kidnapped. Well, I think the big difference, <laughs> which yeah, is traumatic. I, I think the big difference between the manga and the anime is Usagi in the manga is almost kind of a tragic figure. And in the anime, they make her out to be more of a comedic figure. Yeah, until the very yeah. end. Like, it's not until, like, like um, all of the senshi get kidnapped by Rubius that the anime is kind of like, oh, that's right, we're supposed to actually uh, be nice to the main character. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wait, this is kind of serious. <gasps> oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're coming into the second half of our story here. Um, but in the manga, like, she starts out, like, really happy. She's confident. She's like, my life is great. Like, I have a cute boyfriend. I have some really great friends. Uh, I'm a magical girl, like, life is good, and then Chibisa falls on her head and everything is and ruined. she was really happy she didn't have to fight anymore. Like, that's one thing I really want to emphasize about manga Usagi. This is not a thing she really likes. She doesn't want to be a hero. She wanted to be before it became a reality. And I th- it's probably the most realistic response that, like, I've ever seen in an anime or a manga where it's just like, I don't really want to be a main character. Like, this is cool, but also <laughs> this is actually, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do I, I this. I feel like there's writers who try to replicate that, but they always do it in kind of a flippant way. Like, I was just a normal girl. Mm-hmm. Oh man, why am I not, why can't I just be normal? You know, and it's very surface level. But like, Usagi, Usagi, she might say something a little bit like that now and then in the manga. But you more so get the impression from 
like the rest of her interactions, you know, she, they, they hope for peace. They wish for peace, not just her, but the other senshi too, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. fighting to take down the bad guy. They're fighting to promote peace. Yeah. I think like the only senshi that we've met so far that is like, I would like to fight bad guys is Venus. Oh yeah. That's true. It was just like, I love this. I love chasing down robbers. I love hanging out with the police and like doing their job for them. This is very Putting good for me. <laughs> changing into, you know. <laughs> and everybody else is like, um, I'm good yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. Even Jupiter, who is considered like, you know, the strongest one, is just like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to get her riled up for her to want to fight. You know? Yeah, I think, and I think this goes for, like, I think anybody who appears physically intimidating, um, because everybody perceives that, like, because they're physically, like, uh, their physical appearances, that they're stronger, more intimidating, people will seem like, oh, this is a person that wants to cause trouble, and it's just like, no, they're just big. They just grew up tall. (laughs) So... Yeah. (laughs) It's like, they're just a big person. That doesn't mean that they want to fight you. They're they're literally just trying to right. live their life, and you're making assumptions right. about them. But um, uh, but Usagi. But anyway, back yeah. to Usagi. <laughs> Usagi with with Usagi, what you see is what yeah. you get, uh, which I really appreciate. That doesn't mean like she's a bad person. It's it just means that she she's she wears really her heart on her sleeve without even trying. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty crappy for her because like almost immediately like her date is ruined. She's like, okay, whatever. That was weird. I don't know what's happening. Um, tells her friends Which they're like. This we, is weird. we got off track. Yeah, we got way off track. Yeah, this little girl falls from the sky, yeah. ruins her date. Ruins her date, aims a gun at her, demands the Ginsu show, uh, and then runs off. And then Isaki goes home and finds this little girl is all is like there and is like, mm, I like your family. I'm gonna steal I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> She's like, Guess who is uh now your sister? Isaki's yeah. <laughs> like, This is messed up and like when she tells her friends, they're just like yeah, that that's super messed up, but we don't know who this girl is, and if she's, like, willingly put herself in your home, then she's an idiot, and that because that means we can watch yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. So, none of them take Usagi's concerns lightly. They're like, no, you're completely correct in being concerned about a complete stranger who has the magic power to hypnotize your entire family. Yeah, they they all contemplate, you know, she could be an enemy. She might not be, but she could be. Mm-hmm. You know, they all take it very serious. Yeah. Very seriously. None of them minimize it. Yeah, I think at some point one of them says, I think Mars might have said it, like, just because she looks like a child doesn't mean she's yeah. not an enemy. And Mars, like, was having visions in the manga of, like, something bad yeah, is coming. Yeah, so- uh, and none of them know what so it Mars is. So Mars is already primed to expect something bad coming up. Mm-hmm. She was telling the other. She was like, hey, so I've had these visions, and now there's a stranger in our princess's yeah. house. Bad who, stuff is going to happen. her family. <laughs> and then with the manga, like, we see Usagi, like, get progressively more and more uncertain. Yeah. As, like, the chapters go on. And you see that kind of mirrored with Mamoru. Well, we're going to talk about him in another episode oh, well, where he's really him. uncertain about what he can. Yeah. <laughs> but like you see it mirrored in memory where he's uncertain about like how he can help her because it's like, I'm just some yeah. dude. <laughs> he has a lot of self doubts in the manga. 
Yeah, she's like, she has all this power. Her friends have all this power. Like, how can I help her when she's so much better than me, Mm -hmm. essentially? Uh, And you see Usagi kind of, like, feel that. Because, like, as Mars gets abducted and then Mercury and then Jupiter, she's just like, all of my friends are being stolen and I show up just in time to watch them get kidnapped. And I can't do anything about it. Like when Mars first gets taken, like, it's just, like, this ring, this bubble around Mars, and Usagi tries to break it, and it doesn't break with her power. She's just like, what, how is this possible? And that's really traumatic to have to see, like, your friends, to know that you're, all of you are so very powerful, and to still lose. And then... As it continues and as Chibiusa kind of becomes a part of everyday life and Mamoru looks out for Chibiusa and that makes Usagi feel like she's being neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I first read it as a kid, I was just like, why are you being so insecure about this? But it's a completely rational reaction, I yeah. think. Well, she's she's lost him before, you know. They both died, you know. <laughs> and then... A yeah. couple of times. <laughs> they have died more than once and managed to get back together, but uh-huh. their relationship just barely started. Their actual relationship in this lifetime is still very new. You know, that places it on... Yeah, it's a couple yeah, months old. Yeah, that places it on shaky ground. She hasn't even aged up yet. It hasn't even been a year. So... No, they're both like they're both 14 and 17. Yeah. Like, it's totally rational for her to react yeah in this way especially when she sees like when we're taking a gentler approach to chibiusa or she's like what about me like don't i matter and Mamoru's reaction is like uh chibiusa is a tiny yeah. child <laughs> but he does like when she does like finally like say it like oh you know she asks him about his birthday and it's kind of like a scene and he looks at her because she just kind of feels detached and he's like it's like i'm seeing her fading before mm-hmm. my eyes and he gets, like, he gets sad, and then, like, he embraces her. And, like, the manga kind of implies that they have sex or, like, a more advanced physical relationship. Like, it's not more explicit, but intimate. it's just kind of, like... They have an intimate relationship. Yeah, it's like, did... It's like, y'all, did you just... Yeah. <laughs> it's a shoujo manga, so we can't, we can't yeah. know. But I, I think it does imply they spend the night together, though. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't know what happened. We just don't know. There's no confirmation. <laughs> they were roommates. Um, not. <laughs> they were roommates! Um, but when Chibiusa reveals herself as being from the future and is like asking Misaki for her help as Sailor Moon and brings her to the future, and she realizes, like, oh, like, this princess thing doesn't stop. Like, I ruled the world. Yeah. And then she sees, like, the devastation of Crystal Tokyo, and she's like, oh, the world ended on my watch. Yeah. You know, more things to give her fears and insecurities. Yeah, and then to add to that, like, as soon as they're attacked in the future, she tries to moon Princess Halation, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so you have... Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Venus, you know, using their abilities to fight. And Usagi's just standing there like, I I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, why doesn't it work? Like, it always works. 
And this is a thing that both the manga and the anime do, where they show that Usagi's power is related to her emotions and, like, the more self-doubt she has. It's less explicit in the manga compared to the anime, because in, like, the Dean Tree arc, they flat out say, like, you being uncertain in yourself is what's causing your powers to not be mm-hmm. good. Um, but, like, when she gets abducted by Demando and taken to Nemesis, she doesn't have the ability to use her power until she's finally like, actually, no. <laughs> like, Saffir's trying to kill her, and she's like, no, I'm not gonna die here. I'm not going to let you people win. I'm gonna break out, I'm gonna find my friends, and I'm going to yeah. fix this. And, like, that belief and that confidence in herself shines through. Mm-hmm. And she's able to kind of borrow some of the power from Neo Queen Serenity a little bit. And she just like busts through <laughs> this palace on Nemesis yeah. to find her friends and is like, sup, she we're breaking out. It, basically. <laughs> it's amazing. She's like, you know what? Done. Yeah, she's just like, okay. Kid gloves are off. It's time to mm-hmm. fight. And it is good. I do like in the manga, she's not really close to Chibiusa kind of at all until Chibiusa becomes Black Lady. And at that point, she's like, oh, no, <laughs> like, that's my baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, like, this isn't who you're supposed to be. This isn't what you're supposed to do. Like, you have to come back to yeah. us. Yeah, they definitely, the manga's much shorter, We so we definitely don't see as much bonding. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we see more of that in the next arc, yeah. Because there's less of Chibiusa being traumatized. <laughs> like Chibiusa's trauma is not like the forefront of that yeah. arc. Not to say she doesn't have her own set of problems in like the Deathbusters arc, but like it's not the same as as uh, Black mm-hmm. Moon. Even though. This is like Usagi in the manga is like very short because most of it is just Usagi feeling uncertain, Usagi realizing that she doesn't have to be uncertain, she just has to do her best because her best is yeah. great. Um, and just fighting back to save everyone because that's what she does, that's who she mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah, Usagi's arc in the manga one- is very much struggling with insecurity and then finding her sense of self, you know, because she has. She's insecure with her relationship with Mamoru, and that gets exasperated by this little girl coming to the picture and stealing his attention, and then the gradual disappearance, uh, kidnapping of each of her friends. So she feels completely detached or feels like she's lost her entire support system. And you compare that to the previous Mm -hmm. arc, where not only does she have her friends, but she has her friends who are outside of the uh, Senshi group. But she also has guidance from her mother from the past life, you know? she's She's got mm-hmm. Luna right there guiding her, which Luna hasn't got anywhere. But unlike the last season, Luna doesn't have any knowledge on these guys, you know? So yeah. she... Yeah, whereas in Dark Kingdom she was constantly gaining allies and Black Moon she's yeah. losing. Yeah. So them. it just you you'd see how it just kind of eats at her and she has to find that internal strength to claim it all back. And that's kind of the big uh, the big triumph mm-hmm. of this uh part of the manga. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the end of 
Buffy season two, <laughs> where uh, she's fighting Angel when he's lost mm. his soul. And uh, it's just her and him fighting, and he has, like, the sword. And he mocks her, and he's like, no friends, no this, no that. Take all that away, and what's left? And like, he goes to stab her with the sword, and she stops it with her hands. Opens her eyes and looks at him, and she says, me. And then pushes the sword back, so the hilt hits him in the face. See? And it's just the biggest like... threat to men is when women realize we're good enough, just as we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Truly. Never let a man make you feel less than. Yeah, never let anyone, though. You know? Never let anyone make you feel less than. But yeah, certainly not I, a man. I feel like in our culture, it's still a, a patriarchal culture. It's, it's, it's oh, so yeah. easy to feel like we we as women need to take a step back, you know, be be meek, be demure, de- be dependent on uh, a husband or a boyfriend or a parent, a father, you know, um, mm-hmm. and get get approval. And we don't need approval. We just be badasses. No. <laughs> yeah. If y'all take anything away from this podcast it is that you are good enough just the way you are Mm -hmm. you can always be better but who you are is fine and being a woman or being feminine in any way having feminine traits even if you're not a woman is not a weakness Mm -hmm. femininity is not bad it doesn't diminish your power. We're told yeah, it's and it bad. doesn't diminish your power at all. Moving on. <laughs> if it's... If, yeah, anyway. Look, if it's bad to get, like, a nice hug from your mom, like... Right. No. <laughs> Throw that shit out. Yeah. You don't need it. Go get a hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go okay, get a hug. Pause right now. Go get a hug. Um, <laughs> yeah, find somebody... If nobody is around you, like, drive to a friend's house or something and be like, I need a hug. Hug them yeah. and leave. Explain <laughs> nothing. They're going to think something seriously <laughs> wrong if you do that. They're going to be like, do you need to call someone? <laughs> um, <laughs> just show up, hug, and then leave. And just like, oh, my God. Yeah, don't actually, don't actually do that. <laughs> you will terrify yeah, your seriously. friends. Um. Anyway, so back to Izaki. I really love how devastated she is when Pluto dies, because Pluto does time stop, and then like, as like she's actively dying, and she's like, "Y'all need to please grab the Ginsuishas. Like, do not let. Like, please go take it. Like, her Sailor Moon's first instinct is to go to Pluto instead of to grab the Ginsuishas. Yeah. Her first instinct is like how like I, you can't die i you, you can't and pluto's like uh i'm going to please yeah, save the world yeah i do this for a reason <laughs> like please don't let my death be in vain please go grab the crystals yeah <laughs> and then she does and she like shows pluto like i did it i did it <laughs> you know it's going to be okay such an intense scene i wish it had translated into the anime more i feel like that devastation of Usagi's is what was shown when Sapphire died instead of yeah. Pluto. And like Usagi can be devastated twice. She can you know? be like <laughs> you can have her be well, upset. Like the manga, she can be devastated. She can be upset over time. both. Right? Like, come on, guys. 
But the thing that I love the most in the manga is that even after a thousand years, Neo Queen Serenity is still Usagi. And even though she's like, enough trouble has been caused, I can't meet my past self, like, I don't want to mess up the timeline, like, there are rules to follow. And then she's immediately like, no, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see her. (laughs) And like, runs to meet her. Because like, Sailor Moon is also like, is there really no way I can meet the queen? And you know, it's like, no, you're not supposed to. And like, they still, like, run to meet each other. Like, they don't run and hug each other. Like, that's not allowed. But, like, they see each other and they're both yeah. crying and it's, it's so sweet. Like, Hi. Hi. <laughs> I gotta go back now. <laughs> oh, it's really cute. They keep <sighs> a huge distance. There's, like, several oh, yeah. between them. Yeah. It's, it's. But they really have to see away, each other. They sweet. see each yeah i also like that to defeat death phantom like usagi and mamori's love brings forth chibiusa like that's what transferred chibiusa mm-hmm. to them and then the three of them defeat death phantom mm-hmm. together like their shared love like their their love as a family <laughs> defeats death yeah. phantom because chibiusa they they kind of depict she's not just a character but she's a product of their love she's a Kind of like how, like, the chalice and, and um, the wand, these things that are created by their love, um, Chibiusa is also a physical manifestation of their love, you know? Which is a really cute way to look at children. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's Usagi in the manga. She's a sweet, good girl who's been put into a tough situation and doesn't know how to emotionally handle it because she's had a pretty normal life for the most part. Uh, and then everything gets kind of crazy for her. So, like, she comes through in the end. She's 14. Yeah, she's a child. <laughs> yeah. This takes place in July. We know this because she tells Momori, like, your birthday's coming up. What do you want as a present? So it's not August yet. Mm-hmm. So this probably all happened because uh, in Japan, school start in April. Oh. So, like, this is literally the start of her second year of middle school, guys. <laughs> So it's probably, like, maybe all of this stuff just took place in July. We don't know how much time has gone in between those two. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> We're yeah, not going to talk about it. We won't figure out the timeline. <laughs> we don't need to worry about, yeah, these, we don't need to care about the timelines. It's yeah. all messy. Uh Takeichi did a lot of research, but I don't think she was like, I have to determine <laughs> in what month and what year all of these yeah. things occurred. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Usagi in the anime. It's a lot. <laughs> I feel so sorry for anime Usagi. Like, oh my god. All the characters treat her like she's dumb, but she's really not super dumb. Like, I I will say in the Dean Tree arc, she was kind of unnecessarily dumb. Oh, she dumb was. Now. It was. That whole arc. The, yeah. The whole thing was silly, you know? She was very cartoonified in that one. Um, mm-hmm. but endearing, still very endearing, but yeah, she, she made mm-hmm. some choices. <laughs> I'm still so mad that the VR episode had her I'm mad too! That made no sense for her character. Like, this was... That was a really 
sorry, you were saying something? Oh, it's just, it's just so, this was like her one chance where she could have been like, aha, you know, finally something I'm good at and just like decimate. That could have been a conflict all on its own. You know, she's sewing. I mean, it could have been, because she was trying to like get Mamura's attention because they were in it together. So it could have just been him being like, it's okay, I've got this. And she'll be, and like, she shoots down like three enemies and then it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like that would have been way yeah. cooler instead of just her and the other girl being shit, you know, right? And just screaming the whole time, like her being scared. And it's like, why are you here if you're scared yeah. of all of this? Like, what what are you doing? Like, she didn't show up because she knew Mamori was going to be yeah. there, you know. So it's just like Isagi, like, why do you suck at this? You, this is your wheelhouse. This yeah. is your thing. You like eating, sleeping, and playing video games. <laughs> exactly. There's no reason. And and that would have been that would have given Anne a big enough reason to be pissed off at her too, and you know, for them to fight and bicker and you know. Right. Like it would have been great for Usagi to be great and for like Anne to try to cling to Mamoru and be like, Oh, help me, like I don't know what to do and his response could have been like, I mean Usagi's yeah. fine. <laughs> going all kinds of ways. Instead, they're just like they just took right? the laziest way, you know. But yeah, True. real missed opportunity there. Um, yeah, but yeah, but this at is least the arc where she gets constantly gaslit by. Uh, and it's so messed up, considering like at the start of Doom Tree, like the cats are like, should we wake up the others? And Usagi's like, absolutely not. I don't want them to lose their their normal lives for this and then the rest of the season they're doing the opposite of like their entire purpose in life which is to protect and help her they spend the whole season devaluing gaslighting and not protecting her. yeah i mean i i don't see how i can even call them friends at that point you know because she's okay we we covered how in last season i mean in the manga so in the manga uh, Chibiusa moves into her house and uh, her friends are like, yeah, that's serious, but at least we can keep an eye on her there. You know, she could be an enemy and we need to know. In the anime, <laughs> oh, Usagi, you silly goose. She's just a little girl. Why are you being so defensive? Oh my gosh, you're so ridiculous. You know? They're constantly taking Chibi's side. She's just a little girl. A little girl who fell from the sky, pulled a gun out, asked about the legendary crystal that's been hidden from everybody all this time, hypnotized her family, and moved in. Like, that's a problem! (laughs) It's just... It hurts. It's so cringy. Yeah, I just, there's no words. I, I'm trying to think of, like, what do I, what can I say? And there isn't anything, because it's so frustrating. The whole season, I feel like, and con- contrary to the manga, where her friends are literally gone, she has her friends around her, but it's like they're not with yeah. her. Like, she's constantly bringing up, like, real concerns, not just for herself, but for, like, the world in general because of these attacks. And they're just like, it's not as big a deal as you think it is. And it's like, we're fighting a monster every single day at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> what is a big deal yeah. then? Um, yeah, and they treat her like she's stupid, even when she's not saying or doing stupid things. It's just assumed. 
They it's mm-hmm. it's like the characters assume the audience knows that Usagi is stupid. Therefore, all of this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I really feel like this is the season where all of her friends are like, you're yeah. an idiot. Like, they have to tell the audience. Like, you ne- you all need to know that Usagi is yeah, stupid Yeah, it's very much a, um, a matter of tell, don't, don't show. Where... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because watching it, I was just surprised. It's like, I'm sitting back and I'm like, wait, like, Usagi's not dumb. Like, she's being really sensible. She's making a lot of sense. Her concerns are yeah. valid. Why do you guys keep telling her she's wrong and yeah. dumb? Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Cause she's she's not doing anything, you know? She's has legitimate concerns the entire time and they keep downplaying it. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh it it's not that Isagi is dumb because like I spent, like, a good portion of my life, like, I'm loving Sailor Moon, but thinking of Isaki as being stupid, and then having, through this podcast, to, like, re-experience these things, realizing, like, no, the show is telling me yeah. she's stupid. And then people internalize that and saying, like, oh, she's dumb, and then say she's dumb for everything, and it's like, no, yeah. she isn't. Well, She's maybe not, like, the quickest on her feet, you know, but... She's not she's pretty, stupid. I mean, she's not a genius, and she can be absent-minded, but she's not stupid. And she doesn't... Yeah, she's just an average girl. she doesn't girl. get good grades in school, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, she's just an average girl. Like, she's not incredibly special like her friends. Like, Venus is very charismatic and athletically gifted, and Jupiter has, like, all these great, like... Uh, domestic skills as well as being really tall and strong. You know, Ami is like a world-class genius. Ray has literal spiritual powers. Yeah. You know, people look at them and they're like, wow, these girls are people set apart. And then they look at Usagi and it's like, that's a normal person. Well, I think, actually, I think where Usagi thrives the most is she has very high emotional intelligence. And that's that's mm-hmm. a type of intelligence that isn't really recognized or valued very much, despite being so needed. And it's definitely not valued in yeah. Asia at all. And I'm not just talking about Japan, I'm talking literally the entire Asian diaspora discounts the importance of emotions. Mm-hmm. And being emotionally intelligent, like, is very, very important. That's like a thing that I'm seeing now in the US with like, workplace trainings where it's just like it's time to learn about emotional intelligence and i'm like none of this existed oh, yeah. five years ago yeah you know i'm like oh this is new so you're acknowledging that people have emotions and that we have to appeal maybe to them. we need to stop treating people like robots <laughs> show them some kind of respect and compassion and then they'll work as better robots <laughs> You know what the ridiculous thing is, is that, like, with actual robotic things, like Roombas and stuff, like, people treat Roombas nicer than they treat other people. (laughs) Well, if you mistreat a Roomba, it's just gonna break and shut itself off. I mean, I think the only, like, consecutive abuse that people heap upon a mechanical object is printers, and frankly, printers deserve it. Oh, well, you just haven't spent enough time around my house. My, my, uh... 
father, my 80-year-old father, <laughs> has taught many, many of objects, many a uh, uh, electronic how to fly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, at least they get the joy of flight before uh, they meet their before untimely smashing end. onto the back porch. <laughs> oh, <sighs> getting a new phone, are we? Cool. <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, but printers are consecutively like it doesn't matter if it's a home printer, an mm-hmm. office printer, like a space printer. They're all yeah. bad. You have to like you you This is a tangent, but I'm gonna go down on it anyway, but like you have to talk shit to printers. Wait. Like they don't care if you're nice to them. <laughs> you have to talk shit to the printer. You have to hit the printer. Got it. This doesn't work for fax machines. It's not the same for computers. Like, and like with the old CRT TV, sometimes you had to hit them, but like, not really. But a printer, always hit a printer, always abuse a printer, always talk shit to and about the printer. Um, If you're nice to the printer, it won't respect you. Uh, Maybe printers have a kink. (laughs) Maybe Maybe all printers have a humiliation kink. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god printers i look anybody who has ever worked in an office setting like you know what i'm talking about talk dirty to it <laughs> anyway it's like it worked with the printer it would just be her being like please moon healing escalation please work and it wouldn't work until somebody walked up and like gave it one good punch but it wouldn't work I think a printer would only work every single time for Ami because the printer would be afraid of her. I feel like I should make this a comic strip, Printer Chad. <laughs> you should make like a you should make a comic of like a, how each century de- deals with the printer. <laughs> uh, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Just like five one panels of just like how they respond to a to a bad right. printer. Um- <laughs> And then with, like, a bonus tux- tuxedo mask where it's just like, don't you guys just push the button right. and it works? <laughs> uh, um, has issues with it. She partway takes it apart and, like, fixes the toner, puts mm-hmm. it back in, packs it all up. And, you know, mm-hmm. she finds, right, she she's finds like, what's wrong Yes, with it. everything's in perfect order. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it would be good. I'm like, we're, I know we're both, like, thinking more of it now. Like, the different characters. <laughs> Ah, okay. Yeah, anyway, anyway we're moving away from Point the printer is, back to Usagi and the anime. Yeah, we, we can cut I that if we need to. We're going on tangents because we're really, we're going on tangents because we're really frustrated. It is, it's so frustrating, because, like, we can either yell and scream about this again, or <laughs> or just talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do really like in the anime that it shows, really shows how empathic Usagi is. Like you said, it really shows yeah, her emotional intelligence. That's at least in maintained. Because, yeah, because contrary to the manga where she just kills all the Ayakashi sisters without even a, a second thought, she yeah. saves them. Well, they, they don't get a. F- she allows them to live a normal life in mm-hmm. the past, or their past, or present. In the 80s. 
<laughs> early nineties. Um, but they don't get as um, much character development in the manga. In the manga, they really are just bad guy of the issue. Yeah, it's literally just here's like a one to one for each senshi. They they're not really people. They're just like the dark versions of Mars, Mercury, Venus, yeah. and Jupiter. But yeah, it's it's really sweet how she's able to basically reform them, you know, with her compassion. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, you don't have to be bad guys, you know. It's not even that. She's just like what they're telling yeah. you is wrong. You're a, you're a person worthy of love and respect and it doesn't have to be like this. Which just kind of get to the theme we're talking about in the overall point of the manga, you know, where it's like you are good enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what people are telling you. You are good enough. It's also like there's the parallel between the the family unit of Usaki Mamoru and Chibiusa and then the family unit that is the Black Moon Clan because they are a family. Yeah. Um, but like it's a functioning family versus a dysfunctional yeah. family where the Black Moon Clan is only hell-bent on destruction and vengeance and evil without thinking of the long-term. Like, it's very short-term thinking, where it's like with Isaki and Mamoru, they're both thinking about things in the yeah. long-term. In the manga. Yeah. And it's harder to say that about the anime since so. Mamoru is... Like, honestly, Mamoru... I do want to say, I do want to say that Isagi in the anime is really hurt by Mamori breaking mm-hmm. up with her and everything, but she comes to grips with it and she does her best to yeah, avoid him. Yeah, she does. He's the asshole she doesn't who keeps showing up. cause problems yeah. for him. Oh my god, he just, like, he shows up as Tuxedo Mask, he shows up as, like, himself, he's just always there. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just stop showing up. It's so much less effort to yeah, just not be there. they spend so much time with the Ayakashi sisters and how they're being mistreated and how they need to get out of that situation. But honestly, Usagi's situation's not that much better. It's a lot less physical abuse than all no. emotional abuse, you know? Her friends and her her boyfriend, apparently ex-boyfriend for a good amount of time, just mm-hmm. mistreat her and left and right. so... Yeah, and it's so weird that Chibiusa, like, is also, like, actively telling Yusaki, like, yeah, he's not a good match for you anyway, where it's like, you know she's right. your mom, and that's your dad, Keep right? Keep talking, like- you little shit. Go ahead and erase yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, well, if you're dead, I guess none of this has to happen. Go ahead and um, back to the future yourself. <laughs> I wonder if Naoko Takeuchi ever watched Back to the Future. <laughs> anyway, it was out. All of, yeah. all of the movies were out by then. So yeah, Usagi, he likes me, not you. You're right. I'm never gonna speak to him again. Oh no! What's happening? She starts fading away. <laughs> Why am I disappearing? <laughs> and then suddenly, like in the middle of like a Black Moon Clan attack, they just start vanishing, what? and it's like, what? What's happening? And it's like. Because Usagi never marries Mamoru, like, they don't become king and queen of the earth, and the black moon never forms. Problem solved! Exactly. Oh my god. (laughs) I do like 
that even though they completely mistreat Isagi throughout the anime, the writers gave her actual character oh, development. Yeah. She's the only person to get it. Of the good guys. Of the good yeah. guys. Yeah. Like nobody else gets it's character development. It's just disappointing that they had to bastardize the other characters to achieve that, you know? What's really wild is how all over the place they were with Chibiusa, and we'll talk about it when we do her episode, yeah. but it was like they just kept going back and forth with how much Chibiusa actually knew. Oh my god, she did yeah. It, and then the writers were not on the same page. It was like, they had no idea what they were doing yeah. with her. Um, but my favorite scene in the anime is her scene with Naru before she goes to the future with yeah. the final battle. It's just so mm-hmm. sad. Because Naru knows something's up. And so sweet. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what your involvement in this is, but I know Mm -hmm. you're involved. And I know you can't tell me. Mm -hmm. But you have to promise to come to school tomorrow. I mean, Naru, she's such an incredible friend. She has to know by now. Like... We were we were joking about starting to keep a counter of how many times Naru Naru gets caught up in the attacks, you know? She has to know it's related to hang, her hanging around Usagi at this point, you know? I feel like Naru, especially by that point, knows that Usagi is Sailor Moon, but isn't going to push Usagi to confess that she's Sailor Moon. I don't know. Moon. I don't know if she knows that she's Sailor Moon, but she definitely knows she's involved. She flat out says she knows she's involved, you know? Oh. Yeah, so it's literally just oh. <laughs> that, like, I think Naru yeah. knows, but just doesn't ever say it and never, like, confronts Usagi about it. It's just, like, clearly this isn't a thing you're allowed to yeah. tell me about. Yeah. You know? And she never pushes it, and she never feels betrayed. She never mm-hmm. feels like, you don't trust yeah. me. How many uh, superhero stuff have we watched where it's like, you didn't trust me enough to tell me? You know? Naru's like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? She she doesn't even question it. She just knows for some reason. She she loves and trusts her enough that she already assumes that if Usagi's not telling her, she has a good reason not to tell her. You know? Mm-hmm. Her asking Usagi, like, it's okay. You just have to promise to me to come to school tomorrow. It just, it made me really sad because it reminded me of, like, what people will say to their friends who are suicidal and be like, I know I don't understand and I can't really help, but you have to promise to come to school tomorrow. You have to promise to see me next week. You have to promise that we're going to do this thing. And I know you don't want to talk about it. I know you don't feel like you can talk about it with it to me, but be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's that, that serious feeling where you're just worried you're going to lose that person. Mm-hmm. That whole episode was, I think, the best episode of Sailor Yeah, because they actually start taking stuff seriously. <laughs> hmm. Because it's like suddenly they're like, "Oh, that's right. Everybody is actually supposed yeah. to care about this." Yeah. <laughs> it all happens after Sapphire dies, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we yeah. have to care." <laughs> Wait a second. <sighs> I love that. When Saphir dies, Usagi is devastated not just for Saphir, but she's also sad for the Mando mm-hmm. and for the Ayakashi sisters because, like, it's Koan who, like, begged her yeah. to save him for pets. 
So she knows these four women are going to be sad that he's dead. So she's not just, it's not a selfish mourning. It's for yeah. his family. Well, this was her crying. enemy. You know, this is the person who's responsible for mm-hmm. a lot of crap going down, you know? But, so mm-hmm. she doesn't care about him personally, but she does care about the people who are left behind. Because those are her mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, and like, he would. He was going to defect. Yeah. You know? Like, he just wanted to bring his brother yeah. with him. Yeah, but... You know, Usagi's not going to know all of that. We got a lot of the backstory, but she didn't witness all of that. Yeah, but I think she knew. I don't remember exactly, but I mean, she was like, no, if you want to stop being a bad guy and like join our side, I'm not going to be like, you've done too much bad to let to accept yeah. for me to accept you. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's fine. I will purify you and you yeah. live here. Just don't do bad yeah. stuff anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very um, it, it it's really cool what they did with that little arc in there, um, and they don't spend a ton of time on it either. But it's just potent enough to, uh, make you care about these characters. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched that episode where Sapphire dies, I was devastated. I was like, I don't even know why I'm yeah, devastated. It's like, wait. Who even are you? <laughs> Why am I sad about you dying? You're a bad guy. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was just, it, it was it's just really crazy sad. how the writing and is we, all over the place for the anime, especially in this season. Because there's, yeah, they make they make the senshi just one, you know, single single personality trait, cardboard cutouts, you know. But then, so. But then they spend all these times giving enough nuances and, and story arcs to these bad guys that make us actually care about them, even within a short amount of time. So it's not like they couldn't do more with the senshi to to bring out their personalities more, give them some kind of arc. They just, somebody didn't. <laughs> somebody dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't, there's no way to find out. Like, I don't know the names of the people who worked on this. Like, and even if I did, like, I'm, I don't have the resources or the ability to track yeah. them down yeah. in it's Japan. Just, God only knows yeah. where they are. I don't have somebody who could, tr- who could, one, get in contact with them, two, have a translator so that I could communicate with them, and three, if they would be interested, and four, if they remember anything that happened 30 right, years right. ago. Right, right, yeah. It's just, it's just obvious just looking at it. It's not that they didn't have good writers, but it just doesn't seem like all of the writers are on the same page as they were writing these episodes, you know? They probably, they probably broke mm-hmm. it up and give it to different groups of people and then slapped it together and throw it on the screen, you know? <laughs> so... Right, it's like, this is what we need to have in this episode. Like, somebody quickly write, you know, here's here's the prompt, yeah. fill it out. Um, I think Sailor Moon R is proof that Toei has been disrespecting Sailor Moon from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about the sheer disrespect once we get to Sailor Moon Crystal, but uh, thank God it's so far away. We have literally the musicals and the oh. live action, and we're gonna do the live action. Ep- yeah, we're gonna do the live action episode by episode. So we have a lot of episodes between us and Crystal, and thank God. 
Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about for Usagi is Kenji Papa having the correct reaction to Mamoru. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, Shingo is in full disbelief that Usagi could land a Mm -hmm. hot dude. Um, which, you know, is correct. That's the correct little brother reaction. Little brothers Uh, can be jerks. mm -hmm. Older brothers, like all brothers, if you're all siblings. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, there's no way, there's no way you landed this dude. They are too good for you. This is very mean to say, but I was legit surprised when I saw my, my older brother's first girlfriend. I was like, what? Seriously? (laughs) But she's gorgeous. How? (laughs) <laughs> i know that's yep. super mean but i don't know it's something about the wiring of a sibling's brain you're just like what and and maybe it has to do with well i mean like we don't see our siblings Attractive. as like yeah like we can't conceive of that because it's so unnatural like that's that's the point of being raised as siblings is that you don't you, you're not supposed to see them as that because consanguination is not good in no. the long term. You don't want incest <laughs> between siblings. <laughs> so like our brains are just like, oh yes, this is like a person that I'm extremely close to, but there's a f- there's no acknowledgement of sexuality until they bring somebody home and you're like, weird. that's that this feels weird. <laughs> That's not allowed. And then if they bring home someone super great, you're just like, mm, I know you right. and you suck. How did you manage this? <laughs> it's like, it's like you just want to take like the, their partner aside and be like, <laughs> but don't do that. That's a huge red flag. But don't, don't do that. That's mean. <laughs> I mean, unless, I mean, don't, don't do that unless your sibling actually does really suck and they're not a good person and you want to spare somebody the pain that they want them. And then by all means. Uh, that got, by all means, warn the partner and be like, run. (laughs) Just run. (laughs) Break up, block, just delete, just vanish. Don't. Listen, I have to put up with him in my life because he's family. You can get out right now. very much a come with me yeah. if you want to yeah. live sort of deal. Okay. And just just in case my brother winds up listening at <laughs> but, that point, we are, we are talking about hypothetical families now, not you personally. You're a perfectly fine person. <laughs> yeah. That's not, yeah. It stopped being about <laughs> you specifically and started becoming a more abstract concept of a yes, person with a yes, sibling. Yes, no. That sucks. That genuinely is yeah. not a good person. And my and my brother's um, wife is lovely too. We're yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about our reactions in yes, high school. Yes, the high school reaction you know, when like, you are the younger all, sibling and looking up and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. This yeah. feels wrong. Like, yeah, that's not allowed. So, so sure I can very much empathize with Shingo in that moment. Just like what. How did you get a hot guy? This makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Ikuko Mama, like, congratulates Isagi. She's like, I'm so proud of you, my daughter. <laughs> and Kenji Papa has the correct reaction of, like, who How are you? How old is How this guy? You? you know my child. <laughs> How 
fuck have you known her? And Mamoru has, like, the best reaction he has in the entire <laughs> anime outside of the Doom Tree. <laughs> Which is, I, I have go. to go now, and just runs away. <laughs> like, literally just runs away. Yeah, I just, her father, her father, like, <laughs> Mamoru is tall. He's not just older than her, he's really mm-hmm. tall. So, like, her, her father's not even, like, He's taller than huh? Kenji Papa. He's taller yeah. than Kenji Papa. He Kenji Papa yeah, has to look so up at him. So he's not even like who is this boy she's dating? It's like this is a man. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like as a kid, being like, "Oh, he's just being an overprotective dad." And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, "No, Kenji yeah, Papa's their, right." Yeah, their age gap. It's even worse in the anime, but. It, I don't know why they made it worse in the anime. I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, Who made it's that decision. Really uncomfortable, but um, no, like their age gap. I think they made that decision so that he could be friends with Motoki, but then they cut Motoki out of the anime. Like we'd seen Motoki like twice. Oh yeah, in and they could have just aged down Motoki. He could be working there. He doesn't have to own the place, right? Yeah. Like it could still be his family arcade, and he's just like doing right. this after school. Yeah. Because that would make I don't sense. I don't know why they did this. I, I, yeah. Because in the live action, it's not an arcade. It's a karaoke place. Oh, that's cute. Uh, and, like, it's Motoki's family's karaoke place. It's Crown Karaoke. Um, and so it's just, like, technically you could say he owns it because his family owns it. But, like, he's the only person who works there. <laughs> in summary, Usagi's actually a great person. She's not as dumb as we've been told she is she's actually a pretty smart emotionally intelligent person like grades are not evidence of intelligence um and and she's yeah isagi's fabulous she's fabulous now she's fabulous in the future we love her we stand sailor moon she's adorable she's sweet and she's a great protagonist Mm -hmm. just don't eat yeah don't Just, just don't do it. If she gives you food, be like, who made this food? Because if it's her mom, yeah. you can eat it. But if it's Izagi, yeah, maybe just don't. don't. Just say, oh, I <laughs> ate already. Sorry, I couldn't eat another bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you physically see Ikuko Mama or Makoto in her kitchen. Yeah. Don't eat her food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Let's wrap yes. things up. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at OshiokiyoPod or contact us through email at OshiokiyoThePodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. You can find all that information in the show notes. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or Tsukini Kawate Oshiokiyo! Oshiokiyo.